I have actually had um, child protective services called on me. Like, no, I have and to punch him in the face like this. Brayden, have you noticed that <laughs> all of our guests are chicks? Oh, we need we're, to get some male We're guests, mainly man. interviewing women. Yeah. Why don't we ever interview dudes? I don't know. Huh. It's because guys suck. <laughs> Mostly. Anyway, with that I being said, welcome guest, another female. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, our Aunt Cherie is our guest today, and she is our aunt. <laughs> <laughs> She's my mother's sister, and she has a, a really exciting story to tell. Well, it's not like a story, just like some knowledge to impart. Knowledge to drop, correct? Sure, if you want to look at it that way, I guess. Drop a knowledge bomb on us. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Clough Chronicles. This is a very special episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. And this this episode is especially special because we're interviewing my Aunt Cherie. How much younger are you than mom? Um, Like 12 years. 12 almost. years. And which child are you? Or how, I guess, how many? I know you're the last, but so, is there five? There's, yes, I'm number nice. five. Number five. We have three brothers, and then your mom, and then me. Sweet. And then how many kids do you have? I have six children. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I felt like you were about to say, I have too many. You, you could say that sometimes. <laughs> How many how many favorite kids do you have? <laughs> it depends on the day. That's just what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say too many. No. Yeah. Well, all right, cool. So six kids. Mom also has six kids. I'm the oldest of the six. But we're a little a little bit more spread out. Like I'm number I'm seventeen years older than Dyson, but all of your kids are under twelve. Jaden yeah, well, Jaden is 12, but Allison is 2. So, 10-year yeah. span. 10-year span. 10-year span. Six of them. Yeah. And were they all spaced out pretty evenly within like a year or so? So... Like a year and a half between each one? I was actually talking with Kaylin about this earlier today. Uh-huh. Um, so, Jaden and AJ are about 12 and a half months apart from each other and wow. that was not on purpose but whoops that's so I soon feel yeah <laughs> whoops <laughs> yeah hey guys um <laughs> i feel like sorry <laughs> it's okay i feel like though that it was from my perspective it was divine intervention that mm. that happened because in my perfect world growing up, I wanted each of my kids to be right about two years apart. And so at about the time that I would have been wanting to try to get pregnant again is right about the time that we started noticing that Jaden was not acting like a child, like other children who, like he wasn't meeting the standards or whatever. So, um, I, well, yeah, how old how was he when you noticed that? So he, I mean, there were simple little things that were just easy because they were 
little to just ignore. Like in a grocery cart one day, or I mean, we would notice this off and on. We'd be shopping in a grocery store and all babies love to look at lights, right? They, lights are awesome. But I still do. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, he's big enough to sit up. So he's more than six months old. He's sitting up in a cart and we're just grocery shopping, but he's like leaning back and his eyes are rolling back like he's looking up at the lights. Wait, sorry. How old was he? Six months? He was more than six months old, but less than a year. Oh, okay. And because this had happened a couple of times. Hmm. And so he would, he and he would do this a few different times. And you could almost say that it would look like an epileptic seizure except that there was nothing else to go along with it no like convulsing or shaking or anything like that just his eyes right just his eyes and he was just looking at the lights as the shopping cart was going by he'd just be looking at the lights and that's not normal i mean something like that if that's the only thing that you're noticing so what it's not a big deal yeah right but there was other um, stuff he was doing besides that Right. There were other things like he, um, when he would play with toys, um, he, I don't, because you two were the oldest, well, some of the oldest children, (laughs) um, and because you have nephews and nieces and everything, you've seen how little kids will play with cars right? They'll get down and they'll like drive them like they're on a track or they'll drive them around and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's not what Jaden did. He would lay down on his side on the ground and he'd drive the car. He'd put it down in front of his line of sight and he'd just lay there and drive it right back and forth in front of his line of sight. Mm -hmm. And he'd be watching the wheels spin. Mm. That's all he would do. But none of that seems like super abnormal to me. Right. None of that does seem super abnormal. And so... Any of those few little things on their own, so what? No big deal. Oh, but you're saying in combination with everything else, you're just like, I see what you're saying. And so what I'm saying is that we had been noticing those things and they weren't any huge concern to Mm -hmm. us. But at Jaden's two-year-old well-child check, we took him to the doctor just because we're trying to be good parents, right? You're Mm -hmm. supposed to take your kid to the doctor at two years, you know, one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old. And um, the doctor checks them out, make sure they're healthy, make sure they weigh enough, whatever. But they also ask you questions about, can your child do this? Can your child do this? Can they do this? And one of the questions he asked us was, does your child have a vocabulary of 50 words or more? And can Jaden put two words together to form an idea like, daddy bye-bye or hungry sandwich or you Mm -hmm. know to help you understand what he's meaning and at two years old Jaden couldn't do that he Mm. I mean he could but he could do things like he knew the entire alphabet he knew every color in the rainbow he could count to at least 10 on his own he knew most of the basic shapes and could point out and tell me which ones they were. And he could tell me which letter in the alphabet was which. He could identify the letters. So that sounds like that sounds like autism to me. Right. But I didn't know any of that. I 
This, this is, your first is my kid. first kid. And how old I, were you mm-hmm. when you first had him? Um, I had I was twenty four, twenty five when I had him. Okay. Um, and so even and you were living in Utah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's right. In Provo. So, I I mean he had he could say all of these things and he could identify animals like he knew okay this is a dog and a dog says wolf or you know whatever yeah um but he couldn't he didn't really say like cup or he could say ball he could say bubble he could say a few things that were super important to him he could say car but he had a vocabulary of maybe like 20 words Mm. and he was not putting two of them together in any way shape or form he wouldn't you know if he wanted something he would point to it or he'd just go get it even Mm -hmm. if it was up on top of the refrigerator he'd push a chair over to the counter climb up on top of the counter and he's really tall (laughs) so he's dad's tall yeah (laughs) um from there he could usually just reach what was up on top of the refrigerator so did you have him like diagnosed did you go to the doctor and have him how do they even test for for a child on the on the spectrum when they're that young so i had a really hard time actually this was i mean like i said Jaden was two so this was 10 years ago and at the time i called every psychiatry office in provo that i could find i was calling everywhere and hmm. all of them were saying well no there's nothing that we can do we can't we can't do anything. The doctor at the time recommended that I get him into an early intervention program. And he happened to know of one that was in the town. And so he's like, here's their number and call them and get him tested and see if he can qualify to get in to their program, Yeah, which he did. He qualified um, and they helped him with a lot of things. Um and it was through them that I found out how um, socially behind Jaden actually was. I didn't actually know how delayed his social skills really were yeah. until I took him there because they have it set up almost kind of like a classroom atmosphere, like a preschool classroom um, where the kids go once a day. I mean, once a week, and they're only there for like two hours, maybe, maybe it was as much as three hours, um, and they have activities. It's a really small group, only like 12 kids at the max. They have three adults in there, and they don't really necessarily try to teach them anything, but they're just trying to get them used to the social atmosphere of, here are trusted adults, you need to listen to us. We all do fun things, but we have to also respect other people around us and we have to listen to directions and we can play with toys when it's time to play with toys. We can eat snack when it's time to eat snack. We can it's very structured. Yeah. It's t- getting them used to structure and getting okay. them used to. And Jaden could not function, could not do any of it. He would go in there and he would scream or he'd go in there and he would just throw things around. Was that, were other kids doing the same thing or was he kind of singled out in that? Oh no, there were other kids that would do the same thing, but just not to the extent that Jaden was. Mm -hmm. And so to start Jaden out, we had to do one-on-one time where it was me with Jaden, 
and his teacher. And he had to get used to the teacher and used to the teacher giving him instructions and helping him understand, okay, now it's time to play. And we had to be in a completely different room. Um, and, you know, we had to start out in just a really small confined room so that Jaden wasn't distracted. So and he does better with without a lot of stimulation? Yeah. So you had five more kids right in order to stimulate him as much as possible right pretty much i mean why not test the boundaries right but i mean that's my thing is that if um what i was getting to with all of that is that if i hadn't gotten pregnant with aj when i did Mm -hmm. i would have been going through all of that and just been like no one kid's enough for me with yeah. all of this right i'm i'm good let's get Jaden figured out let's yeah. like let's do what we need to with Jaden. i'm not sure i want to interject any more kids into this you know let's just let's just do this i'm not sure you know any more stimulation is any mm-hmm. <laughs> is helpful right in yeah. this situation but um like i said i feel like it was divine intervention that was like nope, you can handle and you will do this. <laughs> and <laughs> not that you will, but just that like almost like Jaden actually needs a playmate. He needs somebody to be with him. He needs, he needs someone. Yeah. Just super overwhelming at first, but then right. once it all plays out, it's like, oh, maybe a blessing in disguise. Like that's exactly what he needed. Right. So Jaden has Ashburgers though, right? So that is... Um, yes, when he was three, I did, I was able to take him somewhere, um, and more or less get a diagnosis of Asperger's. There is a manual, um, it's called the DSM-5. They, Sounds um, really interesting. Yeah, it, it would be super, all the <sighs> psychiatrists. <laughs> the title doesn't <laughs> sound that interesting, I was kidding. <laughs> But for somebody like you, I know I've had to learn all these things. I don't have, I don't have a college degree. I didn't go to college. Right. And you, I don't, I don't know. You don't go to like, they don't teach you how to, how to parent a kid with Asperger's when you're in school. Well, what have, what have you found as you, I mean, it seems like you went through this alone. Like you had had to discover, you know, like you were calling all these psychiatrists and doing all these, all these things. So what would you recommend maybe for somebody who's in that stage and just starting to go through this? Like what was your most helpful um, you know, the most helpful outlet that you found that was able to help you through the whole thing. Yeah. Google. Yeah. Seriously. Is that what you did? Just Google stuff? Yeah. That's how I have learned. Wow. Like, I don't have any... And the DS5 textbook. DSM. Can't forget that. Oh, yeah. Diagnostic Statistic Manual. Number five. Number five. But what I was... Yeah. It doesn't even have Asperger's as a diagnosis. Mm. anymore so technically speaking once the fifth manual once the fifth edition edition came out um i had to take Jaden and get him re-diagnosed because Mm. asperger syndrome doesn't exist anymore is it switched over to something with a different name or is it just it's just gone all encompassing or something so So what is it just like is it just autism or there's like a spectrum yeah there's a spectrum there's it's called a spectrum. It's called an umbrella. It's it's autism, and that's the umbrella. And underneath of the umbrella are all these other things. And so I actually just this year took Jaden 
um, to get him officially diagnosed. Um, and how and he's twelve now. He's twelve. Wow. And um, I don't know what the acronym stands for, but they did the ADOS testing. It's an acronym for the type of test. Yeah, it's like an autism. What were his results? So the results came back. So it's, by the way, it's not just a simple test that like you can, oh, here, I'm going to take my number two pencil and fill they just, in like, the bubbles. They just observe him and kinds it's, of things or interact with him and right, do all that. It's a psychologist who I had to set up a total of four appointments with and each appointment took two hours. And the first three appointments were I had to go in by myself and tell her about what Jaden was like when he was four. And she had to fill in, like she had this thick manual. It was like an inch thick. And she was asking me all kinds of questions. Did Jaden do this? Did Jaden do that? When Jaden gets like this, what happens? And she was taking all kinds of notes. And it took us a total of two, four, six hours. Six hours. I thought you said four. So then the fourth fourth one, the fourth appointment, I had to bring Jaden in and she sat and visited with him for, I guess that one was only about 45 minutes. And so she interacted with him and she, and I wasn't allowed to be in there because then that could skew how Jaden would react. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, and then after that, it took her like two weeks to combine all of that information together and to Jeez. make a huge whole write up. And then she has to get her supervisor to look all of that over to see whether he agrees with what the information she gathered and what she is assessing from all of that. And that's standard. Mm-hmm. They, they that's do that standard. kind of testing for every child who wants to have some kind of a diagnosis for right. where they are on the spectrum. Right. Um, Gosh, that's so extensive. Right. So but, what, how I did mean, it go? It's, it's important to have it so that you're not quote-unquote labeling a child with right. the wrong thing yeah. i know it's it's super great i think right. it's really great it just sounds like so so much work hi sky uh, i love you too skylar okay go see ya see you later um which one's that number this one is four? skylar he's number five number five and <laughs> i also took skylar dsm to do... number five yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, only backwards. His name is Skylar David, but he is number five. SD number five. Whoa. <laughs> so you just, Whoa. wait, wait. So before we move on to Skylar, <laughs> um, tell me what Jaden's, so Jaden's results were. Official results are that yes, he is autistic. Mm-hmm. The end. Well, but we already but knew that. I know, but huh. I have to have it in writing as an official diagnosis oh. now to get help from school to get help Uh, from yeah anywhere that i need it Mm. um and so um because i have to have that in order to get the kind of help that i need for him Mm -hmm. was that frustrating were you trying to get help before yeah and they were just saying like well we can't help you you need a diagnosis um oftentimes they can help to an extent Mm mm-hmm without a diagnosis but i still feel like many times i've been hitting my head against a brick wall because where i live it's so rural that there's no like 
Jaden benefits so much from something called occupational therapy. Um, I have some friends who do that. Right. And, but there are no occupational therapists where I live. Oh. None. That's tiny. And they can request it through the school. You can actually, um, the school can more or less like get funding and demand that an occupational therapist be there in the school for certain things. But because I didn't have a diagnosis and I mm. didn't have it in paper. Has to be official. And right. I didn't have all these things. I couldn't get that for Jaden. And right. because I live where I do. So now that there's an official record saying that he is autistic, you have a little bit more pull in what the school can offer you? Right. Oh, okay. Nice. So they still try to fight back and say, oh, we don't have funding for that. We don't have anybody who lives close enough who can come down and do that. But if I really want to be... Um, a pain. A pain. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't really even a pain. Like, you're just trying to help your child. Right. And they're the ones that are being a pain for... Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's frustrating. Right. So did you get it, though? Did you get an occupational therapist down there? Um, no, I had to find one who is about... Um, currently a half an hour away from where I live. Yeah. And I have to bill insurance, basically. Wow. Um, <laughs> but thankfully, because I can pr prove that Jaden is autistic, um, I can get Medicaid for Jaden. And so that helps. That's why Medicaid is there, is to help right. pay for things like that. For Did Jayden. your insurance cover the, the testing process that had to happen in order to find out if Jaden was autistic or not? So my insurance will help pay for it, but also Medicaid. If you're already on Medicaid, it will pay for it oh, okay. also. Nice. That's good. So, yeah. So now that you have six kids, Jaden's the only one that you've tested. Well, you just said Skylar. Right. How many of your kids have autism? So we can only... Um, Jaden's the only one who's diagnosed with it. But Officially he, with the paperwork. Right. Um, but oftentimes with mental health things like this, um, there's a term called comorbid, and which means there's usually not just one thing that they have. So usually when someone is autistic, there's, for example, there's something else that goes with it, like... ADHD or ADD or OCD or any of those other things. Oh, it's mm -hmm. much more likely that you're not going to have just one diagnosis. So Jaden is actually autistic and also has ADHD. I have ADHD. I can tell. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. But I don't have the kind that's like the hyperactive kind. Yeah, because you're not bouncing off the walls like my yeah. kids do but right. i can tell in conversations with you really i mean i've known you my whole life yeah now that i have kids that have it and education and education yeah. i can see it hmm. but um whoa is that something that you notice when you're talking to people just on a day-to-day -day basis when you're watching them you just kind of i mean i feel like that's been a part of your life for i mean 12 years now so right. is it 
are you always kind of just like assessing and looking at people and watching their behavior and like almost like self-diagnosing <laughs> people <laughs> as you're just chatting you with have, them? <laughs> I know. You have ADHD what do I have over here? You have Asperger's. <laughs> yeah, and you you diagnose me right now. What else do I have? Do I have comorbidity? Uh. Do I have something else? <laughs> um, is it is it comorbidity? Is that did I say it right? Well, <laughs> comorbid, <I>. comorbidity. <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> well, then you say it was called comorbid. Well, it it's a, not something that you have. It just it's called comorbid. When there's multiple, yeah, there's yeah, multiple diagnoses. So am I yeah. comorbid? Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it, like that the person is comorbid. It's just a term that yeah, the term. Yeah. It's I gotcha. Anyways, <laughs> um, just stop. Just stop. Just be all done. <laughs> just move on. Your ADHD's getting in the way. You just need to. Fun <laughs> <laughs> about me. Oh, um. Yeah i I tend to notice it in other people, and I wonder to myself, like, for example, when I'm at church and I'm around the other little kids at nursery, mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, I wonder if that kid is like on the spectrum somewhere. And oh, I but it does help me because of the things that I have learned, like how to handle Jaden and his anxiety, panic attack tantrums and how I've learned how to like how I've learned to parent and deal with those things when I am in nursery, for example, or when I am in a situation with a kid who I think think might be on the spectrum or who is acting like they might be on the spectrum somewhere yeah i can then maybe sort of quietly step in and help with that kid when nobody else could do you speak to me a certain way because you know i have adhd (laughs) let's make this about me again (laughs) let's make this about Ammon. um no, but I speak to my own children like I have to because yeah. Jaden is not the only one that has ADHD. AJ does too. Um, oh, yeah. So how, my other question, how many of your kids do you think? So Jaden is confirmed, but how many of your kids do you think have autism or, or something else? So AJ has also been a, like a totally different story because when he was four... I mean, when when kids are little, of course, they're going through just being kids. You know, there's the terrible mm-hmm. twos, the traumatic threes. And when AJ was four and still acting like that, I was like, okay, what what is this? I can't, I can't handle this. So terrible twos, traumatic threes, and then... Like, forget this fours. fours. I, oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm done. <laughs> but AJ would pitch fits and things like... Jaden, for example, when he would get upset, he would get down on all fours and throw his head back and then bash his head onto the ground. Oh, gosh. That's what he would do. And didn't he just ran away the other day. That wasn't Jaden. That was AJ. Oh, I thought you meant AJ. I thought we were... Sorry. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I have ADHD, so I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I know. It's okay. <laughs> I love you anyways. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but what was, what was AJ doing that was different than that? So AJ would get upset and he would get angry. And like with Jaden, I could, when he would do that, I could, when he was little, I could bear hug him and I could sing to him and that would calm him down within, the more I, the more he got conditioned to this, 
um, the less time it would take. In the beginning, it would take like half hour, 45 minutes of singing to get him to calm down. But it eventually got to where it would only take like five or 10 minutes of singing. And then he could calm down. And then we could talk about what his problems were. And then we could move on. Mm -hmm. AJ, though, when he is upset, um, especially when he was little like that, he would shut down. He just does not talk. He would just be silent and like lock himself in his room, that right. kind of behavior? He Well, I, even when he was little and I could hold him, I would try the same thing. I would try mm-hmm. to bear hug him and sing to him and he would just sit there. And you could just feel his little body be tense. Mm, yeah. With Jaden, eventually that tenseness would go away. Mm. And even if he wasn't ready to talk, he would at least be like, loose in my arms and you know he'd stop crying with aj he'd just sit there and be stiff and he'd bottle it all up just forever forever you would sit there for 45 minutes like you did with Jaden, and it wouldn't work with him right yeah and so nothing would ever work what did you do to yeah it's so specific like you have to be to figure out different ways to parent every single one which I guess is like... It's what most parents yeah. do anyways. Right. But I... And having... Because I am the youngest by so many years, I had the advantage of watching my three brothers and my sister with all of their kids. And I had the oh, advantage right. of watching them and how they parented their children and what they would do. And so I'm no stranger to the fact that Every kid is going to be a little bit different. Every kid mm-hmm. is going to, you know, what works for one kid is not necessarily going to work for the other one. Right. Yeah. I'm, I I understand those things, but I wasn't expecting to grow up and become a mom, which is what I always wanted to do. I That's why I didn't go to college, because I wanted to grow up and be a mom. I didn't want to go to college. I had no desire. Still? Well, now I do, because I want to learn child psychology so I can know yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. I um, I just feel felt like I okay. I've had to raise one child, and he's very much in this box. And I have to raise this child, and he's very much nowhere near that box. He's completely over here in this other box. And you're having to do those and all at the same time. I it's, it's six prob- different boxes. Oh man, there's six yeah. of them. And so to answer your question, Ammon, I. I know that Jaden and AJ both have ADHD. I know that Jaden has autism. And AJ, we've, since he was four, we've been going back and forth with other diagnoses along the lines of like bipolar and um, other things. That's a hard one. But the one that is most fitting to him right now, which is a new diagnosis in the DSM-5 is a condition called um, DMDD. It's, um, and I always butcher it, but it's um, Dissociative Mood Dysregulation Disorder. And it's along the lines of Oppositional Defiance Disorder, but it's a more severe form of it because... What will happen for AJ is he could be sitting here in this room 
with us having this conversation and one of us might say something that is offensive to him or and we wouldn't know it and he will become outraged by it and um to like a um a degree that is totally out of proportion how does he um display that um at home because he typically does not do this at school he bottles it up at school and right now he's at a friend's house he's bottling it up at her house and i can guarantee you when i go get him from he's been there for a couple days when i go get him on in like a day or two more i'll go get him and he will unleash and it will be hell on earth for me he's had a good time he's having fun Uh he's getting to do what he wants to but he's having to make compromises at the same time he's also being offended and he's yeah being outraged but holding it in but holding it in and as soon as he's in his safe spot the cork just pops off yeah yeah and i can never know what will set that off and i never is it violent um he's thrown dining table chairs he's bitten a cell phone so hard that it cracked the screen jeez he will sit in a corner and take his fingernails he'll bunch his knees up to his chest Mm -hmm. take his fingers in at his ankles and dig them up to his knees whoa and he's never drawn blood but he'll like you can see marks on his legs yeah um and he um he's broken windows he's and he's he is very destructive wow yeah and that's why dmdd is more um severe than odd because they become destructive Destructive, right and Mm -hmm. violent with it so then after aj is corbin corbin and so far corbin is pretty happy-go-lucky but he is really 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 sensitive um he gets his feelings hurt really easily um and he sort of melts down into a little puddle of tears over the easiest things yeah um but he he talks super a lot um (laughs) doesn't annoy you at all i can tell by your tone (laughs) he hugs a lot he hugs way a lot he wanted to hug me so much when we were camping right yeah yeah it was nice to have him be able to hug other people (laughs) (laughs) i love corbin so much and i love his hugs but sometimes when you're like you know in the middle of baking bread and you have bread grossness all over your hands and Dough. he yeah comes over to you and wants yeah. to give you a hug you're like well thanks for the hug but i can't really hug you back right now mm-hmm. um but um so corbin is not officially diagnosed with anything um but i i would not be surprised if all of my children have adhd because they are just all of them are so full of energy all of the time. Yeah. All of the time. Um, wow. After Corbin is Toby 
and then Skylar, and then Allison. Five boys and one girl. Yes. Oh, she's so precious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think she's sleeping on the couch right now, isn't she? She's supposed to be. Yeah. She slept for hours yesterday. Yeah, because I gave her melatonin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That helps. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So all you'd say all of your kids have ADHD. You wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if mm. they all do. Yeah. So. So what's that like being a mother to... Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, what what's your thing? Like, when you're crazy overwhelmed, like, what do you do for yourself? Like, I was what's thinking your outlet? Or what makes you happier, I guess, like, be able to let all of that go and have Cherie time? You like to read or exercise or watch TV? <laughs> She's looking at you or... like, what is Cherie time? <laughs> Never heard of is that. that. Yeah, is that just non-existent? <laughs> you just haven't had that in 12 years? No. Oh, man. Gosh. Uh-uh. Like, I know that I should. I know that I'm, like, supposed to. Well, this is probably great for you. Just this podcast in general. You're just, yeah, let it only, out, Shereen. A kid only walked in the door one time, and we're just chatting so far. This is great. I know. Um, yeah. I I mean, like, I do sometimes, but that's because I stay up late to watch a movie or, yeah. like, you know, do, like, do, sacrifice sleep. <laughs> does your husband, yeah. like, how how do you and your husband do it together? Like, how does he, do you have some kind of, because you have to have some kind of decompression time or like a space to have alone besides just like in the bathroom when you go poop. <laughs> I don't even like get alone poops. time then. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, so like, I don't fingers know. Fingers under the door. And, yeah, yeah, I seriously get fingers under the door. I get people knocking on the door. Hey, mom, can I have apple? Hey, mom, can like, hey, mom, he stole my toy. Hey, yeah. mom, he's running outside into the street. Great. Well, what do you expect me to be able to do about <laughs> yeah. it right this second? I'm a little bit stuck and yeah. like you think you could get one of the big boys to go help with that situation i guess if i was if i was somebody who was listening to this podcast i would want to know what kind of advice you have what would you tell me a father of somebody of a child with autism what kind of encouragement would you give me or uh, advice to stay sane or whatever um i i don't know um, as far as to stay sane, because I haven't figured that out. <laughs> it truly happened. Yeah. I mean, I know that melatonin right now is my friend. Um, for you? For my kids. <laughs> um, because it helps my kids to fall asleep. It didn't used to, though, because that's the other thing, is that even if you are um, a parent who chooses to use medication, which not all parents do, yeah. um, I have tried that for some for some of my kids, and um, I've tried going down that path. Which path? Medication. Medication. Oh, high ADD. <laughs> well, I was thinking because like, I, I know. Well, yeah, seriously, <laughs> I know that you have used like a lot of essential oils and things. Right. Have you tried that path too? Right. I've tried essential oils. I've tried medications. I've tried exercise. I've tried yoga, I've tried meditation, we've tried, you know, like kid versions of all of those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've tried, like, you name it as far as I know of anything, and I've tried it. 
Um, have you tried the nutrition route too? Yes, I Changing have. Up diets we've tried the, the diets. We've tried. Mm-hmm. I've tried so many different things, and honestly, I hate to say it, but like medication is the easiest all of of all of them. But even that one for us doesn't work all the time. Like right now, none of my kids are medicated because Jaden and AJ, who are eleven and twelve, twelve and eleven. Um, choose not to take medicine. Oh, so you give them the choice. Now that they're old enough. That's so cool. I love that. Well, I mean, for a long time, we didn't give AJ the choice. Hmm. Um, I, I hate to say it again, but we started medicine with him when he was four. And for a while, he was taking medicine three times a day. And each of those times... It was not always a full pill, but there were four pills each time. Was it Adderall? We tried that one, and it didn't work for him. I've always been curious about Adderall. It doesn't work for everyone, but then again, I mean, everyone's metabolism is different. And for AJ, what happens specifically is that we have to, like, they kind of call it a cocktail too you know you have to like sometimes one medicine isn't enough and so you have to try a different medicine with it and you have to try it in different doses and so we find this cocktail and then we get on one cocktail that's working really well and we're on it for like you know two months maybe and then then aj's brain chemistry changes because he's still like growing and developing right that's so right have you ever tried um CBD. I haven't, but because I don't know a whole lot about it, and I honestly, I was meaning to talk to you guys because I know that you know about it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, a little. Well, yeah, but um, I know Bree uses it a lot. Really, our cousin. Yeah, because her son Boston has. Do you know what he has? Um, no, but I know that I I've been around him. I know that he. <laughs> Something sensory, like like sensory issues, or yeah. he's overly like everything has to be fitting perfectly. Right. Um, his underwear has to be perfectly straight. His socks have to be a certain way, and his shoes have to be the right. same tightness. Right. So something with his, his senses, otherwise he just fr- freaks out. Right. But sh- Bree gives him CBD in his mouth, like rubs it on his gums every day, mm-hmm. and it helps him a lot. Does it? Yeah. Because nice. I lived with her for two weeks and he would have like crazy meltdowns and screaming. Right. And he's also very dominant. Like he has to tell everybody where to sit in the car. Mm-hmm. He's very particular about that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and if you don't sit where he tells you, he gets all pissed. And he's two. Right. Uh, but so she gives him CBD and it helped him a lot actually. I noticed the difference when she would get, forget to give it to him and when she would give it to him. Right. Yeah. So maybe that could be something to explore. Right. I I have been thinking about it, actually, because I have seen, I've done just a teensy bit of research, but I have seen that it has been known to help kids with autism. Um, help well, them. It's, it's a really new industry, right. new thing, so there's not a whole lot of, and it's not regulated right. or anything, so. Right. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just, um, that's like one of the very few things that I have heard of that i have not actually tried yet but Hmm. anyways 
Yeah, there's so many different remedies out there, I feel like. There's right. just so many different paths to take and everything. Right. It's probably overwhelming. It's it is. Be. It is overwhelming. And it's overwhelming to like, because a lot of parents too, who know that their child is having difficulties, but they don't really know what the difficulties are. They don't really know. And because there's a spectrum. Yeah. Um, they don't want to get their child diagnosed because they don't want to give their kid a label. They want to box them up. Right. Um, I just sort of feel like I need that label because, I mean, I feel like, okay, in life you're going down a road and you're at a fork. You can go this way or you can go this way. And, okay, that's a pretty easy decision. But I'm at this fork and there's like 5,000 different paths that I could go. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know which path is the path that my kid is down because yeah. I don't know where he's at. And I feel like there's one path that he's on, but how am I supposed to find him? I know if from, I don't have that label. I like yeah. that. I think that's helpful because I know for me when I was diagnosed with ADHD it was nice because I was able to kind of narrow down my research and f- right. figure out strategies and behavioral techniques that I could exercise in order to help me listen better to my wife right. at the time or <laughs> listen better in podcasts. <laughs> I'm not practicing <laughs> any of those techniques right now. <laughs> or like be a better student. You know what I mean? Like it right. helped me just in society. Right. Um, and I, don't, I try not to label myself box myself too tightly i guess because i think that it is a spectrum and everybody's adhd is different depending on their personality right so but i for me it was helpful right to have a and label. that's the thing is that i think even if you have the, the quote-unquote label and even though you do the research and you say okay these things have found to be most helpful okay you can start there that's like at least not so overwhelming. Yeah, it's a good starting point. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I've started here. I've tried these things. This hasn't, none of this has worked. Okay, what else? Let's branch out a little bit further. What What else can I possibly try? And yeah. like kind of keep branching out from there until you find, oh, hey, this does work. Or, you know, and then even at that, where my kids are so young and so little, they can at least say, well, I remember I did try this a long time ago and it worked for a little while, but maybe I just didn't have enough, you know, momentum behind it to keep it working. So maybe Mm -hmm. I could try it again, you know. I agree with that. It's a good starting point, but there's not like, once you figure out that you have something, there's not like a, it doesn't have to be a one pill fix all for people in ADHD, the category. Right. There's other things you can try. Right. You don't have to medicate. There's essential oils. There's CBD. There's cannabis. There's Adderall. There's all these things that you could maybe explore for you to figure out what's best for you. But it, like you said, it's a good starting point. Right. And I feel too I that I just need to put this out there. My feeling, my hope with the medication was that if I could medicate the kids long enough to help them just gain the skills, the coping skills that they need to help them deal with what it is that they go through on a every second of the day basis, 
that eventually they could wean themselves off the medicine and not even need it. Yes. That was my... That's the goal. That was my goal with the medicine, recognizing, though, that for some people, they're going to need medicine every day of their life. I mean, it's... If you have a heart condition and to stay alive, you need to take medicine... Aren't you going to take the medicine? Just strengthen your heart. Come on. I mean... You can wean yourself off your medic <laughs> Heart workouts. Just teach your heart to do its own work. <laughs> I mean, of course, you would do that if you could. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, if you get to a point where that's not possible anymore yeah. and you have to... I was being sarcastic. I know you were. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm just saying, you do everything else you can first to, mm-hmm. for example, strengthen your heart. But yeah. if it just gets to a point where... There's simply nothing else for it. You have to medically intervene, yeah. even if mm-hmm. it's just for a little while. Um, I feel point. like this is no different. Right. You might just be stuck taking the medicine. Yeah. And maybe it is a thing where you can just take it long enough to learn how to incorporate, like what you were saying, Ammon, the coping skills into your life of how do I listen better? How do I stay on track so that I can get, you know, the important things in life done first and then go play and goof off later, you know, that kind of stuff. How do I get that done and then wean myself off the medicine and see if I can still hold a job, see if I can still do this, see if I can still do that. Cause that's my, my end goal. Someone like that movie limitless where he takes a NZT and gets super, yeah, super yeah. smart. And then it has all these crazy side effects. So he figures out how to wean himself off of it. So he can stay smart, but not have to take the pill. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Relates perfectly. <laughs> there Science you go. fiction. <laughs> anyway, sorry Science to interrupt. Science fiction in real life. Um, but I just, I guess where I'm coming from with that, though, is that when Jaden was only about two and a half, three years old, someone, and I cannot remember exactly what she said, But at the early intervention program that I had him going to, um, someone made, like, in conversation to me, made reference to the fact that Jaden would only be able to have a job where his name was printed on his t-shirt. Really? And I was... Did you agree with that? No. I was super offended by that. Because I was like, who are you? to say at this time in his life that that's the only kind of job he could have. And even if... you punch her in the mouth? I wanted to, but I felt like I would get in trouble. Um, I think but, you should have anyways. Uh, yeah, I probably should have. But okay. um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought to myself, and if he ends up with that kind of job, so what? If he's happy doing a job, yeah. I mean, if he's, you know, like a porta potty delivery guy if he's happy doing that thing yeah actually it is i mean think about it they don't just i guess they don't just move themselves (laughs) i guess that's true think about that the next time that you use a porta potty (laughs) somebody had to bring it there and somebody's gonna have to move it that's really offensive of that woman we should uh, publicly say her name and i don't remember her name and besides (laughs) that i'm not gonna do that shame her (laughs) no i'm just kidding um but I see what you're saying, though. But that's my thing is that I don't want Jaden or any kid with any kind of, you know, autism spectrum or any kind of anything to be limited 
and what they can or can't do just because nobody thought to give them the chance. Nobody thought to say, hey, let's help you learn how to focus. Let's help you learn how to be able to take a test so that when you go to a job interview, you can actually look someone in the eyes and say, yes, I would be good for this job and mean it. Mm -hmm. And so that you can say, yeah, maybe I can't hear what you're saying perfectly all the time, but I promise you I will get the job done. You write it down and you send it to me in an email or something, and I promise you I will be the best employee you've ever had. You know, you figure out those workarounds so Mm -hmm. that you can still prove that you are a contributing member to whatever it is that's important to you. And that's what I feel like going back to the whole giving advice to other parents out there. um, You have to be your child's advocate. You have to do it because oftentimes children who are on the autism spectrum can't even speak, but that doesn't mean they have nothing to contribute. That doesn't mean that they have nothing to give in life. And I am grateful that my child who is on the autism spectrum can speak he has a hard time with it still. He can he can talk up a storm. Yeah, I was going to say, he talked <laughs> a ton around the campfire. Right, he does. But he doesn't understand social cues. And so he doesn't understand that, oh, hey, I have said the same thing 15 different ways and everybody's yeah. tired of hearing a it. A couple of times I noticed that um, he was talking and I looked around the campfire and I was like, who is he speaking to? Right. Like he wasn't speaking to anyone. He was just like saying things to whoever would listen. Right. That's his thing. He will talk to whomever will listen, even if it's just the air. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He will. He'll talk. And he often talks to himself out loud at home just because. Yeah. um, You know, and it's just he that's a lot of the the Asperger syndrome specific even though Asperger's syndrome isn't technically a diagnosis anymore. It's more just, um, it used right. to be thought of as more like a higher functioning autism Oh, anyway. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, Jaden needs like, for example, I feel like for a 12 year old, he's a super great artist yeah. and he loves mm-hmm. origami and, but was outraged, absolutely outraged at the fact that there is not a quote-unquote college or a college course anywhere in America that would teach origami. And so for the longest time, well, for the longest time, he was bound and determined that when he grew up, he was going to go over to Asia, learn everything about origami, become an origami master, and come back over to America and open the first origami university in america that's amazing (laughs) like these are the kind of ideas like just make it happen right he doesn't understand all of the like okay that's gonna cost like five bajillion dollars and he doesn't even care about that he doesn't care that that's gonna take like i don't know 20 years of his life he doesn't care about the logistics of how to make it work he loves origami so much he just loves origami and it brings him calmness and peace in his life and he wants to share it he just wants to share it it's cool and he wants other people to be able to do it too 
and well i think mm-hmm. you're a great mom and it's so cool that you advocate your kids so heavily like you were the one that reached out to us to do this podcast i think that's a sign of advocating your child your children and i think that it would be really important for you to like find whatever it is you need in order to not go insane you know <laughs> like if you maybe you just don't need to decompress i don't know maybe you're not a human being <laughs> but like, robot. <laughs> you know i just think that it would be really important because you've been doing it for 12 years but what about i mean you're gonna have to be allison's two yeah so for another 16 years yeah. and i don't know i think that in order for it to be sustainable you have to be able to find what you what makes you happy and how to decompress so you can be your ad- your child's advocate throughout their life. Right. Well, I mean, it's much easier when you're able to have people around you that can understand. Um, I have a really good, I've had really good friends. Um, I've been blessed to have um, two really good friends at two different times in my life live within walking distance of me who have children that are also in on the spectrum and in the same age range as my children Mm -hmm. and at the times in my life when we were close enough to walk to each other's homes um that was the biggest help in my whole life because we could just text each other and be like i cannot handle this child right now can we kids swap can this can you take (laughs) my kids for like half an hour so that I can just take a bubble bath. Can you like, yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Stuff like and that. So that's like awesome. that kind of stuff, it makes not only for like the best relationships, like that's, for example, the first of those best friends, that's where my three older kids are right now. So mm-hmm. thanks Stephanie for hanging out with me. Shout my- out to Stephanie. Oh. Hey girl. <laughs> hey girl. Um, <laughs> and she's like, Losing her mind because she's got seven of her own kids plus seven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Three of my kids. So she's got 10 kids in her house right now. Wow. No bubble baths for her. Nope. (laughs) Speaking of bubble baths, what flavor of soap do you use? I just the other day bought this blue one that's supposed to be like a raspberry citrus, I think. But usually Mm. because I live in dry desert... And I have really hard water. I just have to buy whatever's like super moisturizing. (laughs) Gotta get on that lavender train with those bubble baths. But if I use (laughs) lavender, like if I touch lavender at all, I will be asleep in two minutes. So when my kids get cuts, lavender, I always put lavender on because it stops the blood. And then you get exhausted. And then I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so when my kids get cut, I'm like, okay, here's the lavender. You put it on yourself because I can't do it. Mommy will die. (laughs) Oh, that lavender oil you put on my toe. Remember my toe? Yeah. How did your toe do? Remember my toe. I love that. We're down the ADHD train. Just a second. We'll be right back. (laughs) Dang it. It's so true. Oh, man. We went running on the beach. We ran 5K on the beach. Oh, yeah. And then my toe toe got a massive blister. Rubbed raw from the sand. So raw. And then... You put lavender oil drips. I didn't. Well, I guess I did drip it on your toe. Yeah, you dripped I it didn't. on my toe. You're like, I'm not touching that. Thing. <laughs> touching it. No, I wasn't touching the lavender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Never mind the toe. Oh, I touch yeah. blood all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I put it on my toe and it didn't, it didn't like, um, 
bubble up like the blister. I, I was so sure that the next day I was going to like bubble up to a big old fat blister. Yeah. It didn't. That's nice. Awesome. I'm a believe. I'm a. B- <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're a what? <laughs> Believer. <laughs> you know what you need, Cherie, is a melatonin pill covered in lavender. Uh, Can you imagine if you took that thing? Oh, wow. I would never wake up. Yeah. I mean, gosh, that sounded terrible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like take, it's like drinking a glass of wine, smoking some weed, and taking an Ambien. Night, night. <laughs> or, as I call it, tucking myself in. Are you no. quoting something? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amy like, Schumer. This is great. That could be a comedy skit. <laughs> I never have my own original content. I'm always quoting something else. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> my friends know that. <laughs> well, thanks, Cherie. I feel like I learned so much about you and your kids. I mean, but yeah. I just didn't know the whole process of beginning to end of how, I mean, it's not over by any means, but yeah. just the whole story is really great to hear from you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sounds really challenging. Yeah. It's definitely got ups and downs. And, but I mean, that's the thing is that like, I don't want everyone to feel like all I have to think about my kids is just the negative stuff because that's the other thing is that <clears throat> I feel like there are lots of people out there who are trying to like look for a cure for like Asperger's and autism and oh, all yeah. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I look at Jaden and I think, what is there to cure about Jaden? What is there to take away from him? Why right. would I? Because along with all of that, he's super brilliant he's super creative yeah driven and artistic yeah it's just more about getting him to accept that he's different from other people and how to adapt to that right to be successful or whatever yeah you know right it's just the way that people go about their like the way that society normally wants us to parent our children is just not how i can do it for Jaden and AJ. Yeah. And like, I have actually had um, child protective services called on me because really? I don't know why, because they're not allowed to tell you, but, uh-huh. um, but they thought that, that Jaden had been hurt. And I just told them, well, I, I don't know what anyone saw, but just so that you are aware, Jaden has these things and mm-hmm. sometimes he has meltdowns. <clears throat> like, no, I have and to punch him in the face like this. In order to- <laughs> <laughs> don't you understand? No, but with Jaden, <clears throat> and by the way, again, for the audience who's not out there um, or who's out there that doesn't, can't, hasn't seen him, doesn't know him, um, again, my husband is like giant size. And so my 12 year old is giant size also. Um, he's the, he, he's taller than I am. <clears throat> um, like six five, Boy, isn't he? Not my son. <laughs> my husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my husband is six foot five. Um, but Jaden is, you know, like five foot three and already. And um, usually kids who are on the spectrum also have like extra adrenaline and mm. they are super strong. Um, and so when they get angry, they're they can 
really like be destructive be super destructive and Mm so with Jaden and aj both there are times when i have had to actually physically restrain them yeah so that they're not hitting their brothers you have a pretty intense workout regimen uh, no. keep yourself fit you're like no I, i'm telling you it right now yeah. <laughs> i restrain my children <laughs> kids is the workout no yeah but um so i'm like i don't know if that's what you guys saw i don't know if you oh. maybe saw me one time yeah. have to actually physically restrain Jaden. i don't know you know i don't know what you may or may not have seen I, or you know what someone else may or may not have seen but sometimes that happens and, yeah. But it's for his safety so that he doesn't hurt himself. But it's also for his brother's safety so that he doesn't yeah. just like destroy his brother, become mad at the five year old and, right. you know, or whatever. Um, right. And so. Wow. Um, intense. Yeah, it can be a little bit yeah. intense sometimes. And like those kind of things, I don't always know how to deal with because I have heard people say that sometimes it's um better to like go ahead and call the police before the parent tries to intervene so that the police are there to be able to witness and say okay yeah the parent really was just oh yeah that was excessive yeah or not right mm-hmm. um but then other times it's like man yeah because i'm sure it gets i'm sure you get pretty mad you know at your kids like and you get frustrated so you probably have to have like a really chill temper just to be able to not be excessive. You know what I mean? No, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <not>. I, <laughs> I'm I just do. thinking like, what if I had to physically restrain my my son or my? I don't have any kids, but if I had to physically restrain somebody, I don't know. I'd probably be on the edge. Yeah. Well, and I wow. mean, I I mean, there's that, and like. AJ, like, I don't, I, I was telling, I don't remember if I, I was telling Ammon, I think, I don't know if I told you this, Brayden or not, but after we went camping, yeah, you told me, um, when everyone else left the campsite, um, to like come back home, mm-hmm. um, AJ had been having a good time most of the time that we were there camping. Um, but again, had been bottling it up like right. we were saying earlier and because everyone else left he could finally release that tension Mm -hmm. and it came in the form of a major explosion where he walked off from the campsite and was gone oh he just took off just totally took off ran away and he does this like mm, like what like once a month maybe did you say he was walking like on the highway he told me the other day that yeah he had found his way to the highway and had been walking along the highway for like 10 minutes wow meanwhile i have no idea where but he, he just walked back eventually yeah he he just walks back does he ever tell huh. you like what made him offended or like what is upsetting him yeah so again we're working with aj with therapists and occupational therapy and things like that too mm-hmm. um but aj he still shuts down just like he did when he was little but part of that is because he just he has like auditory processing difficulties where he can hear and he can understand everything even though he's 11 he can understand words that most 11 year olds don't know the definition of Hmm. but then when he tries to get that back out his brain mouth connections aren't working they don't 
they don't function. Oh. And so he can't get it back out. Yeah. And so they just shut off. Shut down. And that's super frustrating for him because he has all of this communication stuck up in his head, but he can't get it out through his mouth. And so... That would be frustrating. Right. And then when people are like trying to get that out of him... Mm -hmm. Like, do you hear me? Why aren't you talking? That probably just makes it way worse. It makes it so much worse for him. Yeah. And so... So that that is good to get that diagnosis. So at least you know what's going on. Exactly. Because then we learn things like, well, okay, then how do we communicate with him? Right. Because, you know, like, I feel like I've been feeling this whole time, like he's been disrespecting me, but if it's really an actual, his brain is wired differently. And that's Mm -hmm. how I think of Jaden and AJ is not that they're less than anyone else. I just think of them as their brains when they were born on earth, their brains were wired differently. Yeah. And I have to figure out how do I not rewire their brain but how do I learn to work within that circuitry? Mm-hmm. How do I yeah. work as a mom within that? So the moral of this episode, label label your kids. <laughs> Box them up, people. Box them up. <laughs> Make them oh, look all Jed. pretty for Christmas. Just jokes. Oh. Um, it sounds like you're the best person for the job. I mean, it seems like a lot of other people would just like call yeah. child protective services themselves and be like take them please <laughs> there have been times when i'm like can That's i just awesome. drop you off at the fire department because oh. i'm done <laughs> they, they'd take care of you <laughs> yeah wow yeah um but i mean yeah like i said if you can find other people around you that are having similar like having kids that have the same sorts of things going on. It's hard to talk about because oftentimes you feel like this unsuccessful parent. You get looks in the grocery store. I have had people like one day when Jaden and AJ and Corbin was just a baby. Jaden was like six, but because he's mammoth, he probably looked to other people like he was eight. But, um, and grandma, my mom, was yeah. in the store with me. We were in a grocery store. Jaden was pitching a fit, lost his mind, and um, one of the techniques that you're taught about is, okay, if the child's not listening and they're not willing to, like, you've tried nicely, you know, all that kind of stuff, you just need to remove them from the environment. So I happened to have grandma with me, and that's so I was like, okay, Jaden, you need to go with grandma. I gave him all the warnings. I did everything I was supposed to. I stayed calm. I, you know, mm-hmm. did everything right, and Jaden still lost his mind. So I was like, okay, Jaden, you're going to go with grandma out to the car now. And um, he wasn't moving, and he was too big for her to carry out. So I got another cart, and I put him in the cart, in the back of the cart, and he's like in there just flailing just absolutely arms and legs kicking flailing everywhere and mom's like starting to push him um out the other doors and there were people who were like oh my gosh you know like wow yeah giving you all kinds of looks giving me all kinds of looks but like actually there was one lady who walked by and she was like oh my gosh wow and i was like yeah oh my gosh meant for you to hear it yeah and i'm like Seriously, what would you have done differently? Would you have given in to the child and given him what he was demanding? Would Would you mm-hmm. like to walk a day in my shoes and right. see what it's like with this child who is on the autism spectrum? Yeah, those that's... people suck though. Like they don't know the context. They don't. They're just passing judgment. It's like right, but that's hard because 
with children yeah. who have physical disabilities, you can see it. And so you're more likely to be like, oh, here, let me hold the door for you. Oh, here, oh, let me do this for you. Oh, here, let me help you with this. But with a mental but disability. With a mental, and I don't even think of it all the time as a disability. It's just a thing that you a have wiring. to work around. But, yeah. you know, you can't see that. You can't right. see that Jaden... So they just scoff instead and right. pass judgment. Right. And they're like, oh, why can't that mom get her kid to behave? Why can't she get her kid to like, you know... When in reality, they should be asking themselves, why can't I stop judging other people? Right. I mean, or mm-hmm. even to just on Sunday, um, two weeks ago in church, um, Allison was losing her mind as two-year-olds are typical to do, <laughs> but someone walked out like I had taken her out into the foyer and she was just she was just going to scream it out as far as I was concerned there was nothing I could do to help her at this point Mm -hmm. but someone else walked out and just nicely came over to me I didn't even know her because I'm in a ward that I never go to I'm in a church building I never go to and she's like is there anything that I can do to help you? And I was like, that's so sweet. That's amazing. The world needs more people. Like you. <laughs> yes. oh, and sweet. she was the one who got Allison to stop crying. She's like, so sweet. because Allison was taken aback by her kindness, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, sweetheart, it's okay. And she's like, here, can I get a tissue for your nose? <laughs> so she, and Allison's like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know she totally that. won allison over and yeah you know and so anyways it just the littlest <laughs> bit of kindness you never know when that could help oh yeah so, so that's the advice we want to give to everybody be more like that woman and just like step up and help out if you see somebody having a hard <laughs> get time get a tissue for their nose don't yeah. scoff at them Ugh, we hate you all oh. Hate yeah. is a strong word, right. Alan. Come on. Yeah, sorry. Strong is a hate or is a hit word. Hate is a strong word, but we yeah. hate all of you. We just wish you would make better choices. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, just be nicer. Yeah. But anyways. well, Shri, you're very wise and very strong. Oh, I think that your experience and your um, knowledge can really help a lot of people. So mm-hmm. thanks for coming on Clough Chronicles and dropping in some knowledge. Thanks oh, yeah. for letting me. Of course. Appreciate it. Yeah. Is there anything else that <clears throat> if we ended this podcast and you were like, oh man, I wish I would have said that. Is there well, anything else that you... I mean, because at this point my brain is probably a lot ADHD too. I'm sure there's things, but you know, yeah. whatever. Whatever. Well, I think some good content there. All right. Well, thanks, Sheree. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to support this podcast, the easiest way is to subscribe or tell a friend or leave a rating on iTunes or just send us money. The link for that is in the show notes. Follow Ammon on Instagram at Ammon Clough. And Braden at Braden.pnw. PNW.